0: Hi, it's Jodie again. Uh, Remember we overran slightly last week and we split the pod into two. So if you didn't hear the first half of this episode, go back and listen to it. We've got a lot of athletics chat and there's also an interview with Bobby Clay and with Perry Shakes Drayton. If you did hear the first half, thanks for coming back for round two. Here it is. Enjoy. Moving swiftly on, what are we doing now, Claire?
1: Well... Before we realised how much we had to talk about this week, we thought, OK, how are we going to fill this week's podcast? And we thought, maybe let's talk about our brick bats and bouquets, our peeves right. and our favourites, our crushes and... What's the opposite of a crush? Wow, that link went well. We're going to talk about our favourites and our least favourite things within the world of athletics. Um, and I kind of had a bit of a think on... I think I was commuting or something and I scribbled some things down I know we've all had a bit of a chance to reflect, so this might be a little bit haphazard. Um, but shall we kick it off with our favourite...
0: Kits. Right, this for me, this is so simple. Uh, this should be simple for everybody, but go ahead, Jodie. Right, I... I, know, I think I know what you're going to say. Well, it's, it's, it's the same, isn't it? Yeah. 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 My favourite ever kit was Florence Griffiths' joiner at the 1987 World Championships. Not the American kit, team's kit, Florence Griffiths' joiner's kit. For some somehow, some reason, she turns up at the heat of the 200 metres... Wearing an all-in-one bodysuit with a hood, no one had ever seen these before. They, no one else on the team seemed to have one. To this day, it's a, a total mystery as to how she had like a, her own um, couture outfit that no one else. Had. So this is like 1987. Where, it was like, what on earth is that? Like, where did it come from? It was amazing. And then for the um, final, she, she she got rid of the all-in-one. She just wore this like silver. It was it was white, wasn't it? White with blue and red. I think it was kappa. Best outfit of all time. I just, just, yours is well, related. no, just following on to that is related because next year clearly the Americans took notice, <laughs> and at the 1988 Olympics the whole team is hoods and bodysuits and like uh, right. in a way that we just hadn't seen before. Yeah. People used to run in shorts, you know. <laughs> so you had Roger Kingdom wear, wearing Do a hood. Roger Kingdom was um, a hood, but with really short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> so. And it, <laughs> Literally transformed the way the athletes dress. Yeah. So, am I right in thinking, or was this um, um, just Flojo by herself? That one of her outfits at the Olympics or uh, at the World Championships had just one leg. No, I think we're getting that mixed up because that's what she used to wear, and outside then she started or... wearing lacy outfits, didn't yeah. she? And this, of course, led on to all the things we had later on, like um, Sandra Farmer Patrick, who was tutu. wear, wearing tutus <laughs> and all kind of. Then Christie, his like your famous like body suits and used to do with skeletons, skeletons or a bow tie and mm-hmm. things, which was kind of a total revelation. Now we expect people to, to run in those outfits, don't we? It doesn't it doesn't um, like we don't notice at all, but like it was a total revolution see
1: that's that is so interesting because my favourite and I know Jazz Sawyers is really on board with this I bloody love a skin tight onesie I'm not the long sleeved ones and the long armed ones but so like America uh, the US team in 2012 had those amazing red ones with the t-shirt length sleeves and the shorts all in one I think they look great but my pet peeve for kit is the hood? I mean, don't, oh, no, oh, oh. absolutely. You're really like something like an extra from Star Trek. or something. Oh. Oh. It's not going to make you fast. No. Listen, so I
0: think there's. I think I can sometimes agree with you on that, but not when FloJo's wearing it, not when Model Kingdom's wearing it, not when Kathy Freeman's wearing it. Perfect. That's fine. Mm-hmm. When Chris Rawlingson's wearing one, then I have an issue. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to wear a
3: hood. That's
0: me wearing a hood, you've got to be winning by a mile and looking amazing. And like, it's so not, true. You can't just be like an everyday; it just doesn't work. Then you've it's got all to be, the gear,
1: no idea.
0: Exactly, you've got to be streaking ahead, making fashion, making a fashion statement, and winning. But, and the, another kit I love was the. I think it was two thousand and four. Jamaican women's one. It was a one. It was just one arm, like one really? arm. Yeah. It had like it was like off the shoulder number,
1: Ooh, <laughs> like bardo neckline.
0: <laughs> just one. Just had one. And and do you remember Denise? She had a one-armed one as well in two thousand. The javelin. the javelin. Yeah. Oh, cool. There's some really cool kits out there.
1: I've got on my list actually of ones that I also really liked Jamaica because I just think Jamaicans are inherently just so cool, yeah. and I think they've got Puma as their kit designer, and yeah, yes. that's just. Reeks of like street cred, 2013 with the tiger stripes.
0: Ah, I don't remember that one. The thing is, the thing is, what happens? There's so many athletics championships these days; they all begin to blur a bit. If I'm honest, but you are absolutely Mm. right. Absolutely, you are absolutely right about Jamaica. Jamaica have always consistently had had cool kits, you know, and also they're kind of. they kind of, have an iconic Jamaican kick. I know it's yeah. not just the colours, but you can tell every time oh, yeah. it's a Jamaican kick. Can I just quickly, and I hope this isn't moving on too soon, if we talk about our least favourite, mine would be Team GB, yeah, because absolutely. we should be in exactly the same position as Jamaica. It should just be a bloody Union Jack for starters. Variations agree. on Union Jack, mm. and then you always know, you know, you can't just have like some tiny little Union Jack here, or sometimes you get us smuddled up with Czechoslovakia because, like, it's the same <laughs> colours, but like, just a giant Union Jack. It's we've not its big, is it?
1: We've got a really cool flag. Yes, wide, exactly. And, some, and like 2012, Stella McCartney, I thought did a great job on some elements, but she took all the red out of the yeah, kit. It's just a blue. It could be
0: anything. Mm. It's so true. I mean, that, that was I was going to say the same thing. The British. Kit is useless and has been forever.
1: Mm. it's holding us back <laughs>
0: <laughs> it definitely
1: is you to kit game
0: and <laughs> also just one other thing worst kit I would just and we can all agree on this the generic Nike kit oh. that 19 athletes in a steeplechase um, yeah. all wear at the same time but the other hilarious thing about that is they make variations in it don't they so if you're the world number one you get a different kit or if you won the, the diamond either the year before but, but no, so totally, impe- like, none of us know this, yeah. and none of us can pick it out in a lineup. So it just looks like yeah, ridiculous. And to have twelve Kenyan athletes all running around wearing exactly the same kit, it actually is something that contributes to spoiling athletics. Oh, totally and it's completely. Elect- should stand in. Clearly and say detrimental to the sport, undoubtedly.
1: It's such a shame. I totally agree. I love it when athletes run in their club kits as well. Occasionally, <laughs> you'll <laughs> see like Greg Rutherford at Diamond yeah. League wearing a Milton Keynes bat I love that. <laughs>
0: you look gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I don't believe you have to look masculine in order to compete in a sport they consider rough. And track and field is a beautiful sport, and I just wanted to bring in my personality and the clothes that I wear off the track onto the track just to be myself. And fashion, designing has been my life since I was a young child. I think people were more shocked um, to see the the kind of outfits I wore and to have the long nails. They were more curious about how I would be able to perform. Um, Someone made a comment in the paper years ago that well, she won't be able to run fast with fingernails that long and her hair that way and those outfits. But I just wanted to tell them that it doesn't matter what you wear, it's what you believe that you can do. What's next, Claire?
1: Okay, this one for me was so, so easy, but I was intrigued to hear your thoughts. Um, anthem:
0: France. Ooh. It's Row. <coughs> <coughs> <coughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and there's very few that I could say that just immediately sprung to mind. Who's yours? Um, What's your first?
1: Can I have two? Yes. Okay, Star Spangled Banner. It's my favourite shower song. With a shampoo bottle, go full Christina <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: It's just, you know, it really builds. Absolutely. You want to like, go for Carl
0: Lewis. Have you seen Carl Lewis? No, I YouTube, haven't. YouTube, Carl Lewis singing the national anthem.
1: I will check it One out. One of the
0: most excruciating things you've ever seen. Because the thing about the Star Snuggle Banner is it's really, really hard to sing you really need a huge vocal range and most important that's the most important thing you can't just start you've got to start really low and then you'll be okay if you just start on your normal register (laughs) you are going to go oh
1: fuck (laughs) (laughs) if I'm in the car and I can't find anything I like on the radio and I've listened to my Disney compilation CDs too recently (laughs) to put them on I'll just have no radio and I'll just go acapella star spangled banner
0: I don't like the star spangled banner because we hear it way too much yeah
1: oh I agree this summer it felt just Constant, didn't it? Like a backing track. Um, My second one that we never hear, but hopefully we will at the Commonwealths, is my own anthem. That's the Welsh anthem. Ah, I don't know
0: how that goes at all.
1: I shan't sing it um, (laughs) on the pod, but I'll give you a rendition later. It's fully in the Welsh language, it's absolutely beautiful, it's
0: really emotional. Do people in Wales know the Welsh Welsh language? Oh
1: my goodness, yeah. Have you ever been to a Welsh rugby match? No, no.
0: It's like it's an an athletics track there at a rugby match. Hardly ever, not no, the so principality. We don't go <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a bit like sweet chariot for English right. rugby fans or English sports fans. It's just such a part of the occasion, and Welsh people love to sing. i am just we reminded
0: um, of the because obviously at the Commonwealth Games, um, England don't have um, God Save the Queen. Mm. We usually well, there's always a debate about what it's going to be, yeah. but it's, you, you, I think it's Land of Land Co- of Hope and Glory. Ball, really. But in 2002, when the Commonwealth Games were in Manchester. Um, it, I think it surprised the um, the crowd that we had to have um, Land of Hope and Glory because nobody knew the words and it was and, it? and, in the, and the, the band was totally out of tune no that was Malaysia no was, no, no, that, no that was in Malaysia in 1998 was it they had, this, they had an awful oh come on, well these two stories let's get, let's get, let's get <laughs> so in 1998 in, in Malaysia Commonwealth Games they had like this rinky dink recording <laughs> sort of straight of a karaoke machine Brilliant. of of um, the British totally of, out of tune too. Yeah, totally out of tune. It was like a school, like a school. You know, when the school well, that band's playing, and it's all yes. someone. Everybody like, out in different, times, different time. So. That's what it was like. It was hilarious. So the first three days we had this terrible, terrible like rinky dink. Um, karaoke version, which then got got um, changed, and then in two thousand and two, and um, so no British people, English people did not know the words. They know Land of Hope and Gorey. Glory, the be of the free. So in the end, they had to put the words up on the board. So <laughs> by the end of the week, by the end of the week, genuine karaoke style. With like a bouncing ball over the top. Bear, what's yours? I don't have one. Oh. Um, To be honest, I just don't really listen to them. Nothing springs to mind. And I'm going to go straight into the negative, okay? What I don't like about National anthems. The worst National Anthem, I'm just going to say, is God Save the Queen. Because I I have political issues with it. (laughs) In that, no other anthem that I know of is praising a particular person. It should be about the The country. country.
1: I like that. You know,
0: so... I'm not celebrating I've got nothing against the Queen but like she didn't win anyone's gold medal so Mm. when you're celebrating your country for winning a gold medal you should be saying something great about the country not about a particular person in the country so I just have an issue with Mm. that I always feel it's a bit awkward when someone has won a gold medal and they're they're up there celebrating someone else for their achievement it doesn't doesn't sit right with me I'd love to
1: see her try what do you think the Queen would meddle in?
0: (laughs) wouldn't be smiling would it? (laughs) but I actually have a problem with non-European countries with traditionally European anthems if that makes sense so traditionally Euro- classical European anthems uh, classical classical music mm. I mean so why isn't Jamaica's national anthem why is it some like made um, by Algar some, yeah, yeah. It's when it should be like a Bob Marley song yeah that's why true why aren't African national anthems using African rib- rhythms yeah. and do traditional mm. music why yes, is everything representative of the country no no everything it? is comes from this kind of European violins and orchestras. Yeah. And it would be much nicer to hear music that actually re- reflected um, and different I'm sh- countries. I'm sure that's got something to do with Britain having a... You of know, not just is. Britain, but Europe having a, you know, going Ooh. around and having empires. And I would have thought over the years that in the same way people have changed their flags and things, people would have said, hang on, that's not our music. Yeah. You know, it'd be really, really nice if a few countries actually had something that represented wow. them you know because mm. political mm. well you know I'm a very serious <laughs> thinker <laughs> <laughs> but just, just, just sort of on the same issue you know remember when Nelson Mandela started wearing like big African shirts and he would go to like um, the G8 or whatever the G8 or something and well, everyone in be in G8, there, but... whatever yeah But um, everyone would be in a suit and tie wherever you come around the world would be in a suit and suit and tie and then Nelson Mandela would have something with flowers on it and I always just think that's why you're yeah. so bloody cool
1: trailblazer <laughs> <laughs> And this is a really tricky one. Um, what is your favourite performance ever that resulted in a gold medal?
0: Oh God, I know mine because mine's kind of legendary. Go for it. I say only legendary in my life. You know, <laughs> obviously not. Well, legendary. I, know, I know what you're <laughs> going to say. And obviously not legendary on the bin the beats. <laughs>
1: Do you know what legendary means?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when Kelly won her first gold in 2004, Jodie was actually at the Olympics working there. And I was staying, I don't know why, but I was staying at Jodie's um, house during that period by myself watching athletics. Um, I remember Kelly winning the gold medal and I have never in my entire life cried as much. Not just cried, but
2: screamed
0: <laughs> the house down. <laughs> I was, it was just a little flat I was in. And I, I'm genuinely in the middle. I went a bit mad. I was screaming and screaming. No, no, no. I was just screaming. and screaming I'm sure the next door neighbours thought there was like a murder taking place and I was crying sobbing uncontrolled I've never in my entire life as much as when Kelly won that first gold medal. And then John Mulkeen, um, you know, Atletico um, Stand. Stand. Statman John on um, on Twitter, called me to say, because we'd had this ongoing thing for like mm. the last six months saying like she's gonna win, she's gonna win, but shh, don't don't say anything And he called me and I will never forget my words to him where I picked up the phone and I said, God Spring No I'm talking half of it. One of, the, one of the greatest moments of my entire life. So thank you very much, Kelly.
1: The most you... Uh, kind of athletics aside, the most you've cried in your life. No,
0: just in general, no, no. I've never, ever, ever cried anything like as much. <laughs> That's incredible. As that. Not even, not even close. How amazing! Even now, I'm getting a bit like <laughs> I can watch that race over and over again, and every single time, I get the exact same
2: like, oh,
0: because she still she wins that much, you know. You still think like two meters out, she's gonna lose, don't you? Like because someone's gonna come but past that. Like you said, I was <gasps> in I was in the stadium that night, mm. and um, I was supposed to be in the um, like presentation box. I was where, where, the, where the announcers were, and they're the, the track, the, like. Um, competition management was and my job was to communicate with the someone outside in the cameras about who, where you're anyway. I, I didn't really do much work to be fair because I was just watching athletics but when she won <laughs> I'm screaming like it's which, not, is, <laughs> which is so unprofessional because <laughs> you need quiet in that box right? you know, there's people, people talking you know? and then I said to the person who I was supposed to be talking to in the box I was like um I'm coming back later and I literally just disappeared. I don't know how long for and I went down and I had to go and find Kelly and I put photos and stuff of her. Um, that was a brilliant and then talking about national anthems, mm. I met up with all these British fans afterwards and we all got very, very drunk. And we were singing, instead of God Save the Queen, we were singing God Save Kelly. <laughs> That's what it should be. That should be our national anthem. God save Kelly.
1: What's yours, Claire? Oh, it's really tough because I just get so excited, wildly excited by anyone winning a gold. They don't have to be British at all. I'm really unpatriotic when, when it comes to that. But I think it's got to be when push comes to shove. Usain Bolt, 2015, beating Justin Gallen. He saved his title. He saved his reputation. He might even have saved his sport.
0: We'll never, ever get old.
1: Um, oh, because I much faith in Usain Bolt. I, it was unshakable until that year, mm. and then suddenly he looked more sort. And I was so scared that Gatlin would win,
0: and then he didn't. But
1: it's <laughs> so <he> interesting <laughs> because
0: obviously you did this shit and nobody cares. That was that was yeah. so over and done within like an afternoon, wasn't it? We just moved yeah. on. So I think if he'd won that time, it would have been a really big deal, which we'd all still been talking about. But somehow him winning this one yeah. didn't really resonate at all. It was all about you saying retirement, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like, whatever, whatever just. <laughs> it, 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 it makes you happy. At the end of the year, if you'd asked me about what happened this year, I would probably even forget that race. It doesn't feel like a, yeah, even a big so event, right. you know? Mm. It just kind of went by the way. So Whereas that 2015 race is one of oh. the, oh my God, oh my God, i just, oh! I just remember <laughs> punching the
1: air in my sitting room,
0: just being, yes! <laughs> <laughs> we were sat in my living room, weren't we, um... Jumping, running on the... No, out. I no. I was. Really? I, no, I was at home, and I've got this video of um, um, me that my boyfriend took, and I'm sat there with my pants, <laughs> like really. So no one wants to see this video. I made him crop it in, so it's just my face, and I'm screaming. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't, I know. <laughs> and I think he put it on Instagram. So this, I don't know what's going on in my house today, but like, I love that. It was brilliant. Um, oh god. So what was the question? What is my favourite performance that ended up in a gold medal? Yes. God, there's so many. Um, I think, and we'll talk more about this person later on, but I think it has to be the Women's 200 meters in
1: 1993.
0: Oh, oh my God. Oh. Ah! yeah. So Merlin at last gets a gold medal. Mm-hmm. Like... I, I,
1: but she nearly didn't
0: <laughs> oh my god that the, woman this is what <laughs> happened in our living room okay our <laughs> living room Merlin's running 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 leading easily winning, mm. winning 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 then just decides to stop running Basically, yeah, like 15 metres out. She just starts waving her arms around. about. And Jodie shouts at Teddy, you silly bitch! <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, and I, I was like, I've like, been that polite. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that polite. I was, and I was like, she won down! You to kind of calm down and realise that she'd actually won cause like, oh. because like... Oh. Because, I mean, sh- like, yeah, I mean... It took her years to get to the top of that podium. But what... Because, like, you're kind of not quite old enough to, under, to, to realise, I don't think, um, if you were an Athletics fan throughout... From, like, the late 80s up until mm. when she did in 93, every World Championship revolved around... <laughs> Whether or not he was going to cock it up on me, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it genuinely did, didn't it? Because she did this ridiculous streak in eighty nine and ninety, w- w- all the way up to ninety one world championships. Actually, she hadn't lost a race hundred or two hundred for over two years. Fifty six hundred meter races in a row, and now uh, no, fifty six races. No, hundred meter races in a row, and over thirty two hundred meters in a row. But anyway, I'm pretty sure we're going to come back to the queen a bit later on. So let's leave that for now.
2: Fighting for the gold medal with her training partner Maria Matola, Kelly Holmes bringing it home for Britain. Can she get there? Come on Kelly. One more go. Come on Kelly Holmes. It's gold. Kelly's won the goal for Great Britain. What a race. What a performance. you won it Kelly. You've won it. Yes you've won. The gold medal. Kelly Holmes is the Olympic champion.
0: What a race. Can I just give two honourable mentions to um, other ones? Merlin's obviously... But two other things that popped into my mind was Fernando Ribeiro winning the 10,000 metres in 1996. That is my second Isn't favourite it? of all time, yeah. Because it was such a brilliant race and it was, it was just assumed that Wang Zhang Zhao was going to run away with it and Fernanda, she got 20 metre lead and Fernanda just got back and got back and got back it was oh, brilliant. Right. Um, and Tiago Bras um, winning the pole vault oh, at the yes. Olympics in Brazil... In front of his home crowd, jumping six oh three or six o five or something ridiculous, and he was he was like like he had two failures at ninety six or something, and he was like, "No, I'm going to give it a go." just the, the, the competitiveness and in front of your home crowd and he was really, really young and very good looking and it was just <laughs> it was just a perfect moment. It was. It was just sport a bit by the booing, but oh, yes, so that's, right, okay. that's, that's not his That's tricky because yeah. that's
1: mixed up with the yeah. controversy, but yeah, yeah. I think that's a great Just shout. want
0: to throw one other one in and that's Cathy um, Freeman in 2000. Oh. Never in the entire history of athletics has someone had so much pressure put on them yeah. not just by her country also by herself she went and lit the flame for God's sake that was like putting nice, but spot on her obviously she was like easy the favourite and we all knew she was going to win but mm. I mean to go out and just do it when you've got that much pressure on you I can't even imagine
1: but then so we're jumping ahead a bit on the little list you're yeah. Royal Consulting but my I've got two favourite single events at single championships and one of them is someone who I think was under equal pressure which was Jess Anne's Hill to deliver oh, in yeah. London her 800 metres I mean She was going to win. We know she was going to win. But even so, I cried the whole last two hundred meters. I was. It wasn't. Didn't sound quite like a Kelly (laughs) level of tears. But oh, I was absolutely thrilled for her. I just think that eight hundred meters was amazing because she had. Didn't athletes when they flew into Heathrow? Didn't they spray a field with a picture of Jess Ennis's abs? being like welcome to our home patch or something (laughs) you know they put the gold around her
0: neck practically and especially in an event like the heptathlon where there's so many ways to go. and that first event in the heptathlon the hundred hurdles is uh, the the nerves because you just have to make one infinitesimal like little mistake and you're flat on your face he said she went went around 1254 I always think, like, obviously I'm never going to be a world class athlete, no? just in case you were, you know, worrying, um, or cons- <laughs> for wondering if I could, um, but I wouldn't be able to do a oh, sprint event, because I think how nervous I get just watching people, I can't imagine my foot wouldn't start doing that on the back pedal, on the back <laughs> thing, I, you know, move to distances or through an event you think you've got, you've got time and space, you mm. know, to get your head around it, but I just can't imagine controlling my nerves enough to do the, the, the sprints.
1: And then just whilst I'm talking about 800 metres and my single favourite event, it's the two 800 metres at London Touch 12 that got me. So Jess has won at the heptathlon and then David Radisha breaking that world record in an event in which Andrew Osage finished eighth in a time that would have won him gold in 2000, 2004 and 2008. Like, what what a race.
0: I remember we had a, on Track and Field News, on the forum on Track and Field Mm. News, I organised this poll once of your greatest um, Olympic Olympic. moment. And I think it was specifically Olympic moment and that one. I think it was just after the 2012 Olympics <laughs> so, but even so it is an absolutely amazing moment to do that in a, dis- a distance event mm. um, from gun to tape just doesn't happen in the 800 it hasn't happened since Quentin uh, Arena or yeah, um, something like that um, what I particularly love about that is he was just like oh fuck him you know, he was like, I'm the best here, I'm just going to do it. There, yeah. was, there was no kind of like, he'd he done that thing where we always direct running your own race. It's mm. the it's a very epitome of running his own race. He was the, even considering what anyone else was going to do because he was going to win. It was so something, right. you know. Yeah. But um, also, I loved, was it 2015 when he won as well? Yeah, so he did. Yeah. And he did the total opposite. It, so opposite mm-hmm. He ran like a 56 second first lap yeah. and, and, and I was th- like, because I'm the fastest 400 metre runner here, so I'm going to yeah. run you really slow. And it was like, what are we doing? Where's he going exactly he? Like he did, yeah. mm-hmm. And then he just went with like a. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Brilliant
2: chariot shot on the inside and here he goes the olympic champion kicking away tuka will finish strongly has he got the legs to reach rudisha doesn't look like it david rudisha coming away he's gonna win the world title goal for kenya 51 69 majestic controlled dominant Never as impressive as it was in the Olympic Games. A completely different type of race. And what he did there was, he said, you know what? I can prove to you I can win this way as well. But Rodisha is back. He's back winning.
0: He's back winning gold medals. What's next?
1: Well, I've just done my single event at a single championship. So have you guys got a specific performance? Well, my
0: specific performance would have been Ah, um, what Jody said is one of his um, Mm all-time greats, which is Fernando Rivera's 10K. I won't go into it, but the point was the assumption was that Wang was going to win. She'd been you know, ninety three the Chinese had come and done the Chinese takeaway, etc. Mm. Then they'd run all these ridiculously fast times. Then she actually came back. We never thought we'd see her again. No. She came back in ninety six and went, oh here we go again. She won the five thousand she won the five thousand easily she was running the ten thousand easily and was almost not watching. And then over the last sort of six, four, six hundred meters, mm. Fernando just more starts, more like catching, like the- starts catching. Starts catching. Starts <laughs> catching. And she starts she's she starts catching and you're like, she's going oh my, oh, I'll get to and she, she, she like, to this day, I, I, it was, like, so exciting because the mm. Chinese had kind of spoilt the sport a bit, you know. They'd, they'd spoilt the, um, the, the long of distance from it, but yeah. any competition. So the minute she turned up, we just assumed it was over. Mm. And the fact that Fernanda got them was was just brilliant. It was my, my favourite race for a long, long time. Um, I'm going to say one it's one I've talked about a lot on this pod um, For is Ishmael Karui's yeah. 5,093 oh. World Championships.
1: Having now watched that on your recommendation. I, I
0: could watch that race forever. It's just Phenomenal! It's everything that I love about distance running that we don't get to see very often and every reason I'm not that interested in, especially the men's distance running. Uh, just if some more people would do that, I would, I would be a fanatic about um, 5,000, 10,000 metres when, in fact, they're the kind of races I don't want.
1: <laughs> what about a time when someone didn't win? Let's flip that on its head. Because okay. you don't have to win a gold medal to go down in history. No,
0: I've got two. Very different. Um, one which is very obvious and it comes up in lots of polls and stuff Mm. is Derek Redmond's 400 metres at the 92 Olympics he had been injured for years he'd come back he was in good form and he was running very well in the heats and then I think it was in his semi it might have been in the quarterfinal he has a um, a hamstring pull I think it was a hamstring pull Um, and like falls to the track and everyone rushes past him and then he kind of gets up and he kind of like if you can see oh, it he's like I'm not gonna I'm gonna finish oh. <laughs> and starts hobbling around the track holding his leg and has to stop and like start again and then off, off from the side some, somebody comes running on the track and all the officials like trying to stop him and he weaves past him and goes and don't and pushes him away and then turns out t- it's his dad oh, don't because I'm gonna know. cry <laughs> And then he cries on his shoulder, and then his dad puts his arm around him, and they hobble to the line. And all the officials are like telling him to get off, and he's like, "Go away!" And he's <laughs> batting them out the way, and he's like, "We started your career together. We're going to finish it together." I mean, he there's no point in finishing the race at all. He'd wander all over the track. He got a squad <laughs> fight. But <laughs> what did he say? Why did he finish? I don't know. He said, "It's the Olympics. You die for it." Yes, it? exactly. Yeah. Oh, That's what we want to hear. Oh, I
1: hadn't heard that line at the end. That's. Wonderful,
0: exactly. Just that's just one of the best sporting moments of all time. It was brilliant. Love that.
2: The gun goes, and I had a really good start. Redmond's got off very fast indeed. I'm flowing down the back straight, and as I describe it, I hear a funny pop. And two or three strides later is then when I felt it, and I felt the sort of the rip of the hamstring. Redmond has broken down. He's on the track, kneeling down, and Derek Redmond, while well, his injury problem, the jinx has struck again. And I just remember having my hand on the back of the leg and just sort of collapsing into the floor in, in pain. Then I remembered where I was, and it was just like you're in the Olympic semi-final, and that's pretty much what what made me get up and and, and start to to run, uh, or hobble. And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to finish this race. Um, it might be the last race I ever run, so I'm going to finish it. Not for anybody else. I'm going to finish it for me. And I was just about to start into the home straight when I could sense this person on my left-hand side. And then I heard a, a very familiar voice shout out, Derek, it's me. And instantly I knew who it was. It was, it was my dad.
0: The other one, which is um, slightly different, very different... <laughs> 1993. I keep going back to 1993. The women's 10,000 meters. Sally Barsocio in the 10,000 meters. So Sally Barsocio is 15 years old. Has never run in anything like this before. I mean, she probably <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> laughing. She's <never> in this. <laughs> she, she probably had run like past her school in the Kenyan trials, mm-hmm. and she gets on the, on the track, and she's a very difficult runner. Like she's all arms she's weaving all over she's the place she's got one arm and just keeps sweating, <laughs> smacking yeah. people in the face and yeah. she doesn't really run in a straight line, <laughs> so she's kind of all over the place um, Alana Meyer who should know better um, was getting so bothered by her was like, complaining about her kept stopping and starting and... R- running behind her and then complaining yeah and like, so like... they're like if you, if you don't like the how the person in front of you's running run in front of her yeah. run away from her but no so there's all, and lots of people I remember I think it was a couple of the Portuguese runners as well they're all making complaints about Sally Barsocio who's 15 years old mm. she, she wasn't doing anything illegal she no, was just yeah. ungainly and then <laughs> from the side this man appears with a red card and starts running down the side of the athletes showing a red card and he like, can't keep up for the start <laughs> also, there's no such thing as a red card <laughs> no, that 10,000 no. meter race. you know it's like <laughs> just made it up so, so anyway so they go on and it's 93 so it's the two Chinese um, athletes isn't it who win yeah, Wayne Luke's here and Q, no, the one who got the silver. the Anyway, um, first and second, Sally Barsocio came, comes third, OK? But then they disqualify her. So she has to, they have the medal ceremony without her. Tech LaRoupe gets the bronze medal, so she does. The next day she gets reinstated and she gets to do a little ceremony all by herself when Yay. she gets her bronze medal. And she looks, she's only 15, she looks 15, she's got a shaved head, she's so cute. Um, it was just brilliant. It was, like, hilarious. And even better, in 1997, she comes back and wins the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that was that's my favourite thing that didn't result in a gold medal. I will always, always love Jenny Meadows getting a bronze medal in 2009. Um, yeah. Oh, Nine, 2000, yeah. no, no, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because Jenny, up to that point, she'd been a really good junior. She'd been in the world... Um, Junior um, World, World Junior Championships um, relay team. Um, Gym, yeah, gold medal. Gold medal they won in 2000- Two? 2002 or 2000, wasn't it? No, it was 2000 because it was 2002 was in Jamaica. This was anyway, which, wherever it was, anyway. But uh, up, up until that point, she kind of struggled to get in the team as a 400 metre runner. And time after time uh, uh, again, she wouldn't get put in the relay team, which she deserved to, naming no names. But people would... Duck. People <laughs> would get... <laughs> People would get put the team over her, and it was no coincidence that their coach was the um, the um, relay coach at the time. And so it all felt a bit unfair, and she moved to 800 and was doing really well, and, you know, and suddenly she was in the team, easily. Mm. It's the fact that, after all this, she actually got a world medal, not just a European yeah, medal, yeah, you know, not just a Commonwealth medal, but a world medal. And we were there as well, screaming, because, like, you know, you just, it was mm. kind of... You thought she might get done well to get to the final, you know, so yes. that was brilliant. Absolutely loved that. I would also say the same about Hayley Tullett in 2003. Oh, yeah. Hayley Tullett in 2003 got a... Uh, I got another one. <laughs> <laughs> Hayley Tullett in 2003 got a bronze medal at the World Championships in the 1500 metres. Both of the people ahead of her were just massive, obvious drug yeah. cheats. So Hayley Tullett, and everyone knows, it's not even they've been banned... By by Anne and Thomas Shove, or was Yeah, Thomas so yeah. So she, yeah. she won. She won, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, at the time we all knew who i am was because she was so obvious... Um, in retrospect, it was obvious to Marshall was, who's then got subsequently banned. Mm. So um, Hayley Tullett is really the world um, a world champion, and she should be um, just on that on that thing. I mean, it's, it's not really relevant to the question that was asked, but can we just say um, when Helen? Clitheroe won the European indoors yes! by like one hundredth of a second. Mm. I loved that. And do you remember when Hailey Yelling's I mean, was was coming Hayley Yelling won the European Cross Country Championships. That was phenomenal. If you had to ask twice me Twice she won Yeah, twice. If you had to ask me my all time favourite athletics moments, Hailey Yelling winning the European Cross Country <laughs> Championships would be one in my top ten. Yeah. Because again, like Jenny, Haley had. Do you remember that she didn't get to the Olympics by 0.1 one in the ten thousand? The ten thousand. She missed qualifying. Just
1: send her.
0: She mm. she missed qualifying by 0.01 point naught or not 0.1 yeah, point one or something over ridiculous. ten thousand meters, 10, like ten thousand And she was again one of those people who got in the team or t- mm. t- it just didn't. And then she actually just one year she just became amazing over cross country Love and um, won the won the world the European cross country championships. Um, yeah, just just fantastic.
1: So I've got two. One happened just this <laughs> summer, and she's coming on the pod soon. And that is Courtney Frerich winning, oh. the, well, winning silver in the three thousand meter steeplechase. As in, I cannot put into words how ridiculous that performance yeah. was. <laughs> Emma, <laughs> Emma Coburn decided that she was just going to go for it, but we knew that Emma had like a nine oh three run yeah. or something silly in her legs. Courtney's personal best was nine fourteen, and she just turned up, and her coaches said, "You're in really good shape. Like stick with." stick with Emma and you never know like you could finish in the top five or something and there's this and she just stuck with Emma and suddenly it was the last lap and she was still with Emma and she had left everyone like Jabet behind her all of the all of the African athletes and suddenly it was like holy, holy shit like Courtney could at her first world championships win a medal and then it wasn't just a medal it was a silver and she's now something like seventh on the world all time <laughs> list she took seven seconds off her personal best like that was just and her face when she crossed the line and realised that she'd won a medal I still don't think she believes it I reckon she's still pinching but herself that
0: does say a lot about mind never matter for starters yeah. you know, yeah. and also about just taking that chance we're not suggesting that people should run stupidly mm. you know but Sometimes, what have you got to lose? Okay, we we'll we I'm going to save what I was just going to say then for something that's coming up late later on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll come back to my my second point there.
1: And then my second one is actually it's one leg of one relay. <laughs> she is one of my all-time favorite athletes. So, Alison Felix, 2015. It's the four by four. Do you remember she gets the baton and the US are like 60 meters behind Jamaica and Felix just runs like a bat out of hell when was this? 2015 at the world championships the go story. back and watch this race it's ridiculous what she achieved. she then not only catches the jamaicans but she gets about 20 metres on them and her split was 47.72 mm. for her rear really leg like, which is just obscene and then obviously they slip back into second and the US takes over and she gives this bizarre post-race conference where she's like Yes, yeah, so I was really pleased with my run. like essentially too bad my teammates <laughs> let me down but 47-7-2 after what was a pretty busy champ no, can I just say
0: something did America not win the 2015 World Championships relay
1: no oh. they came second in the women's 4x4 really
0: but as soon as Claire started telling that story I remembered but we, Jodie we're old there's, there's too too much, much so many relays really <laughs> in our head you know <laughs> Also, just a quick shout out. And this isn't this is someone before. Favorite favorite things ever um, was the men's four x four in London. in Yeah. Oh. Just because, as we know, I fainted. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you <did>. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say that the relays are your favorite discipline?
0: I but, do love a relay. Yeah. So they're down at, um, in my list of my favorites. Mm. I, I do love a relay. I, I the Americans say the four by fours can be a bit. Dull because we know America we're yeah. gonna mm-hmm. win. So but when they don't, it's amazing. Yeah, right? yeah so there's agreed. things like that. Um that's not to knock America, they deserve to win, they're the best, but like it just becomes a bit repetitive, doesn't it? Um a four by one can also be fantastic, you know, some of the greatest ever. Um, but also you can have so many mishaps and drop buttons and things mm. that it kind of um... But the thing is we love about the relay, it's 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 the teamwork. So there's like there's lots of moving parts in mm-hmm. a relay, literally yeah. lots of moving parts who's going to be in the team, what order are they going to be in, are they going to get their hand over right? There's also that thing that happens when at one particular country has a great team at one particular time yes. and suddenly become like... So it was so it was, um, Canada in, like, 96, yeah. 97... 95, 95, 96. They were the uh, best men since set a world record, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember in 1990 when the French team set a world record out of absolutely nowhere? The Canadians didn't set a world record. Did they not? No. OK. Um, and then they had the, the, the Bahamian women in 99 and 2000 who suddenly had this amazing crack team mm. that started winning. Um, you're right about the... Um, maybe four four yeah. 4x4 in, in 2012 2012 they yeah. won and um, so there's just and like Trinidad and Tobago on the World Championship oh yeah of course oh my <laughs> god do you know what <laughs> it's, it's just, this is one of those races where I'm so watching something that's happening further down that I yeah. don't actually notice what happened and we were in the stadium we were in as the stadium, stadium. So yes yeah, so I turned back to look at Martin to see if he could get the silver and totally missed them, the, the Trinidad yeah. and Tobago um, actually winning the gold. so I do absolutely mm. love a relay love it's a sweet. relay
1: Verbatim, I've written events, then I've got four bullet points. Pole vault, 400 <laughs> hurdles, middle distance, arg, full stop. All of them. <laughs> How can you pick? Is, is this it, your favourite event? Favourite discipline.
0: Oh. I just,
1: oh, I'll watch anything.
0: <laughs> My favourite disciplines are 8, 1500 metres. Mm. I agree. Um, because I'm a bit bored by sprints it's the whole build up and I think because we're told that they're the most important event and because we're told that being the world's fastest man is the most important thing and because we hear oh I had nausea about Usain Bolt Um, I think over the last few years especially certainly since the 90s I think the sprints have just kind of taken a dip for me I'm just a bit over them Um, I love long distances I love a long distance race but they do take up an awful lot of time so that 8.1500 to me is perfect because it's Short, but not too short, but it gives enough time to tell a story. Yeah. And yes. that's what I love. I love the telling of a story, especially when, like us, we know who everyone is. We know what their strong points are. We mm-hmm. know if that person's gone out too fast. We know if that person's at the back. We know if the fur There's all these little minor things going on. Mm-hmm. For example, the one of the greatest races of all time, the women's 1,500 metres at the last World Championships. Yes oh my god I could just watch that over what and over, so over, over again what is so frustrating it's not on YouTube not anywhere you've got like a 20 mm. second edit of it but you cannot find the whole we, thing on can YouTube can we come back in a minute in our pet peeves okay so. cool yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> so if favourite events is basically everything but middle distance is a it's
0: interesting because I'm not particularly up on my middle distance running it's not an area of, of athletics I feel like, especially with so many kind of Kenyans or wearing the same kit that kind of thing I find it quite hard to remember exactly who everybody is and who's done what and who the bronze medalist was at this particular games but as an actual race to sit down and watch yeah. I love the way they unfold and if I was to be any good at any kind of athletics I'd, I think that would, yeah. I'd like to be good at one of those events yeah, it feels mental as well as physical yeah. you know? being just, in the right position and knowing who you're work in your way into the right place all of that stuff appeals
1: oh I'd want to be a four hurdler
0: oh really oh I've, god no no no
1: I've really, I've done a couple and they're, they're horrible I know but I just basically want to be Ailey Doyle because you can compete individually in the four hurdles And then you can go and do the relay if you've got quick enough flat speed so you can have that team element but also the tactical element of the four hurdles where it's, like you said, it's not a flat out sprint. You've really got to think about it.
0: I used to do the four hurdles mainly just to get extra points for my club but I did get a bronze medal at the Kent Championships once in four-hundred hurdles, 1990.
1: Well, we were saying, you know, it's not too late for Colin McCourt. Jodie, come on.
0: (laughs) If I was to get back into the shape that I was then, I'd still be really, really slow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is Jenny Simpson and back straights back. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you um, yours also say what your favorite events? Um favorite ah oh, like like you said it it totally depends. It could be any it of does, them. Yeah. Like you know the other year when it, the triple jump was amazing so we were yeah. obsessed with the triple jump and then it's the high jump or it could be. I tell you are we talking about what our, our least favorite events are. Go for it. Um like something like the men's steeplechase. The men's steeplechase is far and away my least favorite event. Far and away. Do you not think that's just the
1: personnel that we have at the moment? Well, yes, possibly. It's
0: because for the last 20 years, 30 years, a Kenyan has won. Like, virtually well, every time. when Shaheem did, and he was a Kenyan. Well, he was a Kenyan, so I like, put Kenyans on every time. Not only that, but they've won almost every other medal, and if they haven't been won by a Kenyan, it's been Maketi Benabad, of all people,
3: you know. <laughs> so,
0: I, there was a time when going back to, like, you know, when, when the Kenyans started, first had to come around like 87, wasn't it? Was the first time they really. And for the next sort of decade, I knew who everybody was, and you could keep track. I've completely lost track now of who's who. Apart from Ezekiel Kenboy, I couldn't pick anyone out of the lineup. No i couldn't have
1: it. so this is something we talk about a lot and you're initially both going to kind of rear back from me when i say this but <laughs> probably my least favorite event would be something like the shot put or the discus or in fact any of the throwing events because unless you're in the stadium watching it the coverage is so dire yeah. that when you see it you don't care yeah because you only see the person who's taken the lead you only have an idea graphics wise of kind of the three leaders maybe and you just see one throw and then it's just meaningless what's exciting about throwing competitions is when you're sat right there at the track and you follow all of the little narratives and the subplots and the dramas and the overtakings and then on TV it's just
0: crap I I totally agree with you I don't have I have no criticism of that at all because you're not actually criticising the event itself Mm. you're criticising the fact that the presentation you're criticising the fact that we have no idea who half these people are even do we at the British Athletics Writers Association dinner the other day I was sat next to Peter Stanley who he said oh I'm the coach I'm the GB field event and multi events coach Um, and we were having a talk about throws and why they do not get enough attention and the IWF awards and stuff and he was saying that um the throws like the perception is the throws aren't popular. and I was like that's nonsense when Tessa and, and um, Fatima were winning everyone loved the throws back. and then I said when um, Jonathan Edwards was jumping everyone loved the triple jump and I hadn't put two and two together that Peter Stanley was Jonathan Edwards' coach the whole time so that was he said oh it's very interesting you should say that and I was like oh it all, all comes together now but there's nothing inherently uninteresting about no. any of these. It's about mm. how it's presenting and yeah. whether we know the, um, the, competitors. the the competitors. So when Jonathan... No, no one was interested in the triple jump and then Jonathan Edwards start winning and suddenly we know all about the, the triple jump. We know about Christian Olsen. We know about his, his competitors and suddenly it becomes very popular. So it's... It's it's you're, what you said is absolutely right. There's nothing inherently uninteresting about the steeplechase, but I have to agree with Bayer. I literally might be able to name one person, but I might get him mixed, mixed up with someone else. Yeah. You
3: know, usually I, I just pass through all the press stuff and and I'm disappointed and I just throw up behind and nobody see that. But finally, today I threw up in front of everyone. I was so ashamed. But finally, nobody cares because I got the gold medal. Everybody forgive me everything now. You know, I've got some red stuff and blood here. But everybody forgive me because I got the gold medal and I still can't believe it. Now,
1: you two are. Famous for your ability to rant, and I think that also balance is important. You're right, um, we've
0: done a lot of praise this week, haven't we? So mm, far? Yeah. Oh, god, it's just not like me.
1: No, people will wonder what's going on, like, they'll wonder if the studios were freshly painted and roll high or something. <laughs> so, we've done our bouquets, let's do our brick bats. Complete the sentence, please, gentlemen. My athletics cat peeve
0: is. I can't do peeve, it's gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be really quick though, okay? Um, without ranting, I'm just gonna tell you something I can't stand. Um, IWF please up your game on finding athletics videos yeah every time you look for something um even like from stuff that recently you want to go and watch me watch it again you've got like someone to to take take at the studio you've got someone to take it off Australian TV off their phone and put it on thing where are the videos there Is are two she- really really good guys who post videos on YouTube whose names escape me but I'm gonna tweet about them because they have loads of stuff from the 80s mm. one of them has started doing um, obviously Old videos. He's been putting lots of stuff mm. on, but we shouldn't have to wait. W- rely on amateur people. Putting no, I mean, stuff on but emerging. I don't mean that. I mean from the last championship. Oh right. Why yeah. can I not yeah. find a video of the British um, four by winning the four by four? Mm. I can find someone that's taped it off of their telly. To watch or something? Oh, it's off Australian TV or yeah. something. Surely this should be, and maybe we're just missing it. Surely mm. this should be, an i site so Well, there a is on YouTube, on but they've show, they'll they'll condense the ten thousand mm. meters yeah. twenty Dude, seconds. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Also, at the very like, why aren't they thinking about it commercially? Put an mm. adverse at the top of it, make some revenue. I would so happily. Well, watch I'm guessing watch <laughs> they <laughs> don't <laughs> most days,
0: we? Yeah, And also day. they do own the footage mm. because they've got a live stream. They have an in-house well, the host broadcaster yeah. yeah, they do. So I don't know what that's about. Good peeve Yeah, thing I hate is. This is, a, you know what I was earlier about how my middle distance running is my favourite event? Mm. People hanging around the back and then thinking they're going to win with a kick. Oh! Absolutely, <gasps> really everyone thinks they've got a kick. It's fine, as sometimes someone is in such good form that they can do that. You know, um, thinking of Kelly back in 2004. Steve Frammy's Steve Frammy's right. suit, you know, repeat, sometimes you're just that good. Most people do not have that, you know? Mm. And it's been a, it's much better now, especially like people like um, Laura Muir running so fantastically. Mm-hmm. Take the ball by the horns. If you're not going to win, at least go out there and try your very, very best. Don't mm. hang around in seventh and end up ninth. Oh, my God, it's absolutely infuriating.
1: Four of my favourite performances this year, Carson Warholm, mm-hmm. Jess Judd in the heat to the 1500 yeah, metres, yeah. Laura Muir winning every time she, every time she, every time she, she time runs and Klosterhelfen decimating oh, yes. German records every single one of them go from the front like you don't talk about the people with the big kick really have
0: to always do it. we're not talking Klosterhelfen more Championships Klosterhelfen no, no. she was not. ill though she had the them... oh. <laughs> was... touch of the the yeah. the um I'm just gonna just quickly you, I've done uh, medal ceremonies before you know how much I hate medal ceremonies and what i Trust the fuck they are with like yeah. random people giving out medals and mm. flags that no one can see and all that nonsense um, and the thing that's just irritating they're kind of trying to sort it out but inconsistent drug bans don't give someone a three month ban and someone a four year ban mm. for the same thing you know depending on whether um, the country they come from is actually sticking to the rules or not you know actually have a proper set of rules and stick to them that shouldn't be that hard but you also and I know it's legal so it's not difficult there has to be it's just like people getting banned from five years ago we don't even know it. it's just it's all totally incoherent so mm-hmm. it is a good but I don't no, no that's, that's fine no, I, don't I'm, mean, I'm just, I don't mean people who like, retesting I just mean some people appear out of nowhere and they get banned some people we hear about and then nothing ever happens mm-hmm. and they come back again like just want transparency, yes. don't we? Yeah. But I'm very specifically talking about when you have the same drug yeah. that someone gets mm. caught with. I think the examples are Tyson Gay and Asafa oh, yeah. You know, yes. type, I can't remember the ins and outs of who got what, but like Asa Papel got well, way. That's never got done for steroids. No, that's what I'm saying. And Tyson did. Sure, but he got for, he got done got more time for less. Oh right, yeah, drug. yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah, please sort that out. Um, what's your pet peeve, Claire?
1: I'm going to do three. I'm going to do them each in a sentence interviewers who ask an athlete a question hear their response and then ask them the next question without engaging with it yeah (laughs) drives me insane not crediting UK viewers with the desire to watch or hear about athletes that aren't British
0: yeah
1: like I can be interested in an athlete from Norway I can be interested in an athlete from Italy like
0: or you could not be interested in an athlete from Britain Yes.
1: I mean, that's probably the most shocking thing that's ever been said on this podcast, but it's true. Just because they're wearing a really badly designed British kit doesn't mean that I want to follow their every move. And finally, and this is really, really silly and really trivial, but I'm a grammar Nazi and a very particular person and I cannot stand it when athletes claim to have given any figure... That is greater than 100%. You cannot have given 101%. You cannot have given 110%. Don't say it.
0: Absolutely spot on. In fact, I'll give you 110% for that one, <laughs> Do you know my pet peeve... I'd
1: love to hear drives them.
0: drives me nuts. Thousandths of a second. You, cannot, can- you cannot measure to the thousandth of a second. In swimming... So you're swimming and you touch the pad, yeah? Mm-hmm. That, whoever touches that, yes, you can, you can measure a thousandth of a second because it's actually a physical touching of it. It might not mean anything to any of us. It might be a bad connection on the thing, but at least it's, it's there, right? Mm-hmm. In track, you judge a thousandth of a second by, with your eye. So they get a bit of paper or something, I'm pretty, pretty sure it's a bit more technical than this, <laughs> and go along and go, oh, her breasts are slightly bigger than hers. In that, I can't do the maths but we're talking about one centimetre or something, over 100 metres. Less than one centimetre. Yeah. It is impossible to judge who who crossed that line first, especially if they're not next to each other, if one's in lane three yeah. and one's in lane seven, and one's shirt is a little bit of above the others. Mm. Or number. Non-s- yeah, number, anything. Non-s- it's just nonsense. And people have lost gold medals with a thousandth of a second. In swimming they give two, don't they? Exactly. And sometimes in athletics they give two. Mm. They gave up two bronze medals the other year, mm. t- in the. Um, I think it was in 2015. Um, André de Grasse and... Oh, yes, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the um, 100. Yeah. In, oh, yeah. in 2001, they yeah. gave up two bronze medals in the 200 metres. Yeah. At the Commonwealth Games 92, they get So it does happen every now and then. But it's just arbitrary in the 2008 Olympic women's 100 metres. It's just arbitrary, and it's down to someone's eyes. You can, it is impossible to tell this tiny, tiny bit of distance over 20 yards um, across with a photograph. It's absolute nonsense. I love them, if you she get said the same 20 yards. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> but <laughs> you know, but you know, I'm saying, across from from tra- from lane one to lane eight, yeah. it, it's totally impossible to know. And go also, it. it feels like why exactly why? Just why why bother? So, like in in um, 1996, famously, Merlene didn't get the um, gold medal in the, the hundred. Because um, Gwen Thomas, they were exactly the same time, didn't they? And Gail, it was, Gail sorry, um, Gail and, and Merlin, and it was exactly the same time. You cannot, to this day, spit them. You know, there's people, people have blown it up. Yeah. One, 1 thousand to a second. Well, just give two medals out. You mm. know, it's like if it's comes to if they're that close, they both deserve the medal, hundred percent.
1: So all we're asking for, IAAF, is consistency and logic, hundred percent of the time.
0: Well, <laughs> do you know what? Put a sensor or something on someone's kit. It cannot be beyond the the realms of possibility for everybody to have a sensor in the front, right here. On their chest
1: like a little line so that it allows for a dip no but like an electronic yes. sensor oh no I completely agree but a line <laughs> with a sensor down a little gps thing
0: because, and yeah because people nod their heads people put their chest no one's 100% sure what's supposed to cross the line any, anyway it could it be your shoulder could it be your chest if you've got big boobs is that better I was better? about
1: to say if you've got a big nose that's really unfair <laughs>
0: exactly just nonsense and you another one no that was it that's my major oh Pat that's Peeves. it yeah I've got, I mean obviously I've got loads more but that's, that was my, that's oh. the one that comes to mind
1: we're amazingly concise for Pat Peeves <laughs>
0: that was really good <laughs> it's like this y'all. this is 10% luck 20% skill 15% concentrated
2: power of will 5% pleasure 50% pain and 100% reason to remember the name
1: okay we've been talking for hours um, and I seem to remember Bear you said that you had to leave
0: yeah first... but you know this is more important
1: okay <laughs> well perhaps slightly more frivolous but I think very no you know what this is important because social media is an inherent part of athletics and all sport these days have you got a favourite tweet
2: I have
1: <laughs> that was so quick I have we both have I've got to get
0: this right and I'm not going to I know the best tweet of all time and we have to hand it to, um, to Louise who so everyone knows us at Swift Girl on Twitter and her the best tweet ever It goes something like this. I've got to get it right, because it's a rhyme. It's a little limerick. There twice was a drug cheat called Gatlin, whose times past 30 were baffling. I hate his smug face. He's an athletics disgrace. I hope he gets hit by a javelin. (laughs) Himself, yes. just wrote loads of amazing um, <laughs> limericks, limericks, which just had us all in stitches. And of course, Justin Gatlin saw this, and I think this might have kicked off the whole thing where he started blocking people. It really did make our day. That's was brilliant.
1: Nobel Prize <laughs> material.
0: What about you, Claire?
1: Oh, there, there are so many contenders for this. Um, I think actually one of them definitely up there is Bobby from earlier. She is really funny on Twitter all the time. Um, so I've just picked out one that I really liked. Um, so she was, it was actually just this month, she was t- tweeting about the European cross country trials and she said, cross that line questioning your existence with a little bit of we in your pants, <laughs> then you've done it right. <laughs> and that is cross country. And I just thought that was bang on. Also up there, Chris Akabusi is, and he's fantastic, but on Twitter he's a lunatic. His tweets don't make sense cannot do injustice so I won't but please if you're listening go and check out Chris's twitter feed I love it but I'm also perplexed by it and similarly baffling but great is Paul Chalimo he's he's prolific he tweets all the time okay you were alone in the womb for nine months didn't have to run run emoji and you survived I don't think you will die getting a day of rest from running (laughs) so I'm at a running store and I found a running book titled how to solve 50% of your running problems I just bought two books (laughs)
0: Ah, took me a moment
1: no but that's the thing and then he was worried that people wouldn't get it so he retweeted it (laughs) about five minutes later saying I bought two books hoping it will solve 100% of my running problems what do you all think?
0: if you have to explain your joke then like not worked worked.
1: Spikes magazine's really funny Dom Flo track is really funny there were loads of really good
0: oh also there was that brilliant um, Charles Van Comedy Charles Van Comedy, yeah. Do Come. you remember Come. Charles Van Comedy? No, I so there was someone pretending to be Charles Van Comedy. Brilliant. And tweeting like, in his style, but it was called mm. Charles Van Comedy. So it was basically saying completely blunt, tactless stuff that Charles Van Comedy would have said. Um, to, directly to people but obviously it wasn't people thought it was us and, <laughs> and there's also the, what's the not BBC Athletics not oh not really British Athletics oh, is so brilliant oh so good so, Brendan so, good. Good. so, so Brendan brilliant
1: Brendan Foster's marathon commentary
0: <laughs> yeah. the checklist and the great Kit K <laughs> <laughs> and is it a true run race and it's like <laughs> um, oh, it's just it's so 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 good because basically it just takes a piss out of BBC Athletics who deserve the piss taken out of them on a daily basis So,
1: do you think BBC Athletics are going to be in your pet peeves
0: section do you think <laughs> I wasn't even going to bother it, over it but not possibly. There's no medical proof that it was norovirus, is there? You're working on the assumption that it, it was norovirus. Yes, but it's, it's, it's commonality, isn't it? There are a number of athletes in that hotel with the same
3: symptoms, and we have positive... Uh, laboratory results from people staying in the hotel with the same symptoms. Well, we can't it takes 48 hours or 36 hours of results to come back if so do you have that... those tests
2: now that you can, you can yes, give so us we... in 36 hours the first
0: test went in on the 4th of August no I... his test so we, we were advised that we didn't need to take
3: any more tests by Public Health England because we had identified the organism that was causing the virus what's
1: everyone's favourite moment that isn't actually athletics
0: so not on the track
1: yeah so kind of outside of competition
0: um, can I... This is... It was on the track, but none, nothing... There was no event started. Yeah. Okay. It was in 1992. Mm. It was the women's 400 metres and Phyllis Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Phyllis this Smith. This is brilliant. Claire, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> it's an athlete. Who been around for a while. Um, started running really well. She ran under 51. She got into the British team and... Um, she had a really great championship. She won like yeah. fifty-fourty. four. 50 it? yeah. 50 so it's a really, really brilliant. Mm. Um, but before the race, I think it was maybe in the heats, first round of yeah. the heats or something, on her um no, no, num- no. A number. On her number, she had written Arthur Cagget, Master Butcher. <laughs> and Arthur Kaggett was <laughs> <laughs> <in> Claire's face. <laughs>
2: so <laughs> so confused.
0: Arthur Caggitt was her local butcher, who, because he knew she was an athlete, and because he'd seen her on telly, and because he knew she was going to the Olympics, had been giving her free meat. So, in order to thank him, on her um, number she'd written Arthur Caggitt, Master Bookshop. She almost got disqualified. <laughs> 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 exactly. She almost got disqualified. <laughs> For, like um, oh, writing crack. over the official sponsors thing or something. Imagine getting disqualified for um, thanking your local butcher. Oh, it was wow. a big, like, <laughs> control. <laughs> but and it just, this is what I love about it. It is so British. So athletic. British, yeah. Because it's not like trying to scam anybody or like having emblazoned here yes. and there. Literally, she wrote her local butcher on a number. It's just brilliant. like a marker pen.
1: That's so good.
0: Brilliant. So brilliant. Um oh, sweet. Mine, my, I've got two, and these are just really random things that came to mind, but just things I absolutely love. Um, the 92 women's 100 metres is, like, one of yeah. the best races of all time. And what makes it iconic was number one, who was competing in it, but also there's these photos that were taken during and after. And they were, I remember, they, I think they were in what was, was Athletics today, and I'll find them, if you Google the race, it's the most phenomenal photos of these amazing athletes all standing around like hands on hips staring at because it was a very close finish oh, the yes, yeah. and they're all staring at the um, scoreboard. scoreboard so there's Juliet there's Merlene there's Gail there's Gwen mm. Tons, there's um, um, yeah. Mariana Povallava and also the the Cuban, Cuban. Liliana, L- L- Liliana Allen and they're just so it's very glamorous, like it's just I just the fo- you have to look at the photos. Mm. Just what just always stays in my mind. Not the race was brilliant itself, but these photos, that's what I remember when I think of that race. On the, on the same thing, there's also that amazing picture at the 1980 Olympics of Daly having finished the uh, the decathlon, and everyone else is on the floor laying and around him, picture. and he yeah. stood there like he's the only one standing at the edge.
3: You know, it's like They're like a this. Superman. Mm. Yeah,
2: um,
0: and the other one, this is also in 92. This is just silly, but the women's the women's it's not 92, it's 93. Um, in the women's high jump. Do you remember when Inet Quintero yes! won and Silvia Costa from Cuba come second? So Cubans come first and second which is unheard of mm. and when they win their gold and silver medal they do this really fun thing where they go out to a job they do like a um, slam <laughs> each other hands and then they do this kind of whole hold hands of thing and then they bump hips <laughs> <laughs> and I've just it's because I've got lots of videos forever and um, they, they, it's, they put it all in slow motion and it's just really cool and it was like you never heard of Iron Quintero since no, before Silver been. Costa was a 205 jumper but this is the only medal she ever, ever won outdoors so it's just a really nice moment so they're just two things that came to mind
1: that's really nice mine's got to be and this is a bit of a sad one compared to yours but I just it's really stayed with me it really touched me at the time um Cat completely ballsed up in Beijing, oh. and we all had to watch her run that. Two, she's like 240 for that oh. 800 meters when she'd blown her chance, and like it really was an amazing chance for her to be a world beater. And then she had that interview with Phil Jones. And she was trying not to cry the entire time. And in the end, mercifully, someone at the BBC finally says, you know what, let, let her go. he leave <laughs> this not, 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 like, not
0: like the BBC. I know,
1: which is, it didn't do to that poor doctor, did they? Um, and they and he just <laughs> We're never going to gonna let, let, let that go. go. No, absolutely not. Um, but the camera stays on her and the interview's over and they start talking in the studio and you just see Phil just pull her in and give her a hug. And I just thought it was such a beautiful moment of humanity. And it was like, OK, finally, someone stopped sticking a microphone under this girl's nose. He was had her heart broken by her best event. And I thought it was just a really special moment. And I, I love Phil Jones, and I had even more respect for him after that. I thought it was gorgeous.
0: How difficult has it been to continue on? Because I think we've heard the rule that you, you kind of have to unless you've got an injury, don't you? Yeah, this is the last place I wanted to be right now. Um, I had to complete the 800. I wanted to go to the long jump, so that's not my fitness
2: <laughs> no we know that and we also are aware that you've got the long jump as an individual event you're trying to save your legs I take it
0: yeah that's exactly what I'm doing
2: and you know we look forward to Rio we know what a great talent you are and this is the you know the biggest lesson you could ever learn I suppose as cruel as it is yeah. we appreciate your us. I know it's been an upsetting day thanks for coming to us. Just,
0: just a couple of other things on the well not on the same note but like on a brighter note mm. um the recent um, kind of tradition of having um, mascots—some um, <laughs> have been shit, off. some have been amazing—but like just going back to Berlino, the first, the original, um, the thing he set off. So many really brilliant moments. I know um, what's his name this year. Uh, uh,
1: hero. Hero oh. was, was was
0: fantastic, of course. But um, Berlino, back in the day, like when he dropped um, he <laughs> dropped. Actually <laughs> dropped it, you know. He was just brilliant. And There was so many like really cool little things. Do you remember when Robert Harty ripped open his um? Yeah, and did his, the all Yeah, exactly. Just all, I love all that kind of stuff. All mm-hmm. that kind of stuff is really cool. I know. Listen, well, I know we said we'd be here till midnight, but I've just thought of something that this, this <laughs> what we've just been talking about, those things, those little things that are kind mm-hmm. of um away from the track. This was actually happened on the track, but it was nothing to do with the the actual um, competition. Um And it really goes to one of those ones, that the performance that. um won a bronze medal or didn't didn't win the gold. Vandalai de Lima in the 2004 oh, yes. Athens Olympic Marathon when that crazy guy runs on him. Yes! And then he, but the, the, that, that was all nuts. Like, mm. <laughs> but then he gets up and wins the bronze medal. I mean, he was never going to win the gold no, anyway, he, he, he was ahead. Mm. But he, ah, oh, the fact that he stayed on to win, and then he didn't even light the flame. lit mm. the flame. I was sat for the whole of the recent um, Olympic thing thinking, who's going to light the flame? And I'm thinking, it's going to be Pele. And I'm thinking, that's <laughs> really boring because Pele's not even like, you know, if, if a proper Olympic no. sport. And then banded, I, I it doesn't take a lot to make me cry at um, <laughs> athletics. athletics, but also especially a, 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 um, an opening ceremony or something. does not take a lot. I love countries like, showing us their best. You know, that kind of thing really gets me. Um, so when he came on, I was in floods of tears. Oh. But just very quickly to end, this is my all-time favourite off, at, off, um, track athletics moment, is the opening ceremony of the 2000 Olympics. Um, <laughs> if I had planned the opening of the 2000 Olympics it would have been this because the when they come onto to Light the Flame they basically get all the greats of um, Australian. of Australian sports and they hand them one by one and it's like it's Betty Cuthbert and Shane Gould and um um Help me out here, Jodie. Um, um, Shirley, oh Shirley, Shirley Strickland. And um, she won the four hurdles in 1840. Debbie Flintoff. Anyway, it's all these like, amazing... It was, it basically, was, they, they did done it for the women, didn't they? It was the year of the women or something. That's right, yeah. And it all came on one by one, hand in the flame, hand in the flame, hand, the flame, hand and you think thinking, who it's going to be? And it was Cathy Freeman in that silver suit. <laughs> and it was just like... It was like they were handing the torch. The greats of... I'm sure that's what they have done. The greats of Australian athletics... had female handed, athletics. Female athletics had handed the torch to like the new one. It was just said shivers down my spine and I, I often did you cry? I cried <laughs> <laughs> two or three times a year I would just pull that up on um, on oh. YouTube just to watch and then I'm all like
1: you're up. you <laughs> you know what I pull up on YouTube all the time and this I think this might be the perfect one to end on because we are podcasters so we talk about sport and I think some of the things that people say about sport are some of the best bits I am obsessed fully obsessed and that's not even hyperbole with Pierre-Ambrose boss 's interview uh, post-winning oh, oh, oh. interviews because all of them are amazing after winning the 800 metres this summer I know we put it in the podcast all the time to break <laughs> up sections but like I, I think I could do word for word his entire interview with Jonathan Edwards because it's one of the best things that ever Heard and we'll stick all of the interviews at the end of this episode. So if that's mine. What is your favourite commentary or interview moment in athletics? Okay,
0: so I've got ah, two. Okay, <laughs> you, I bet the same as mine. Okay, ahead. so the best um, commentary talking about Kathy Freeman. Um, she once she won the um, 400 metres in Sydney. There was this brilliant bit of commentary. It's from the Australian comment. I, I must have heard it on YouTube because I've kind of heard it anywhere else. And they go, "What a champion! What a woman! What a relief!" <laughs> <laughs> it's just brilliant. <laughs> so I love that. But that goes back to what I was saying earlier, doesn't it? About the pressure on her. Yeah. It doesn't just say it was the whole country was like willing her on.
1: Everyone could just exhale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah brilliant.
0: Like that. Um, so that's the rally. that. on a relief. I can certainly hear <laughs> that. That's one of the best bits of commentary. And of course, the worst bit of commentary of all time. And this could be any moment from the whole of the 2002 Commonwealth Games was John Regis, the worst commentator in the history of commentating, because he can't speak in sentences, he called Abby Oyepetan dob Literally, <laughs> literally. Ibbyobadibadob, he called it. He said if Marcia Richardson could sort her start out, she'd be amongst the best in the world. Um, and then he said, this was, I mean, it's quite complicated, this, but the, the mixed metaphor involved in this bit of commentary. The men's 100 metres, you've got um, Dwayne Chambers against Mark Lewis Francis. These are the two people that mm. you everyone to, really. was talking about. So he says, and I've got to get this right, because it's so complicated. This was a two-horse race. It was a, it was, <laughs> So he says, so then, in, in coming up through the heats, Kim Collins suddenly appears, and so you're like, okay, we've got to, we've got to notice Kim Collins as well. So his commentary was, this was a two-horse race, but now Kim Collins has thrown his hat into the ring for gold. It couldn't be a horse race <laughs> and, a boxing, and race. a boxing ring at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and the idea that you hadn't considered Kim Collins in the first place is not the same way because he went on one because the other two got crap. the <laughs> <laughs> such, such a <animals, laughs> wasn't it? But it was just one long comedy re- routine with John Regis' I wish commentary. someone, in the same way they've got Oree's best bits from yeah. the um, 2011 Worlds um, mm. the, on YouTube, wish someone had the best bits of John Regis' commentary. It was just like one long lol. It just was just I'm sure really there's really some, some um, people listening to this who are going to have their own favourite John Regis moment, so if you could please tweet us and remind us just for yeah, the hours. Yeah. Dan Peachy, I know you've got some. Yeah. So.
1: If you've got a favourite, Ollie's favourite of anything, get in
0: touch with yeah, it Twitter. Yeah, what things we've been talking about. Um, I've got a couple. Um, so this isn't commentary, yeah, it's uh, it's an interview, postface interview, which is Sally's, of um, course. Sally's post was is in Is this pure. Screw
1: the Bloody Curse?
0: No. No, no. no. This is 2008, no, right? this is 2008. So that was t- 2011. 11. Yeah. So in 2008, she had uh, got the silver medal and she basically was hyperventilating whilst <laughs> having the interview. Jumping up and down. Jumping up and down. And, down and, down and, down. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're just like, and I've loved her from that moment because you get people and they want a gold medal and then they smile and put their hands in the air and you know, that's kind of over with. She couldn't believe it. She was so excited. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about athletics. Yeah. And it really frustrates me when you have athletes who aren't as excited about athletics mm. as I am, which is fair enough. Most athletes don't even give a shit about athletics. <laughs> you know, they they run. They don't know anything about the sport themselves. Yeah. But they don't understand this sheer excitement that we get out mm. of it. That to see someone actually as excited about something as we is just and it's, it's so fun. honest and it's yeah. so like um, it's from the heart. Yeah, isn't it? and she swears and it's just brilliant. <laughs> and the other one, which could have actually come into the um, kind of outside of track thing, is the brilliant, brilliant moment from the '95 World Championships where Gwen Torrance has won the gold. Yes! And she is being interviewed afterwards, and um, it turns out she'd been disqualified from running out of a line. So she's being interviewed by someone or other, and a Japanese journalist starts shouting behind her, Torrance, Torrance! Oh no, I'm not going to do a Japanese accent, I'm so sorry.
1: (laughs) 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 What just happened?
0: I was just about to do a Japanese accent, I decided not to. So the Japanese person starts shouting, Torrance, Torrance, you have been disqualified! And you can hear him shouting in the yeah, background. So we she's ignoring so we, him. we notice before she does that mm. she's been disqualified. And suddenly, like, she notices what she said and she turns around and looks at the board and puts her hands up to her <gasps> face. And so just walks <laughs> off. And walks off. And it's just, like, so dramatic. Oh, my god! And, of course, it meant Merlin had won another gold medal. But, like, it was just, like... Drama. That is not the way you're supposed to... Oh, finds <laughs> <to laughs> <to laughs> out to disqualify. A shouting at you in the background. So, oh. like, oh, that was, that was fantastic.
1: I feel like I've just been... Inundated with information and like funny things and heartbreaking things and oh my god, there's so much, isn't there? So
0: what we're going to try and do is try and find some of these moments and put them in the show notes or tweet them out on Twitter because we've done a lot of talking, a <laughs> <laughs> very obscure stuff. <laughs> so if we could find a few of these to, to show to people, that'd be really cool.
3: You know, even best one of my best friends was there in in the south of uh, France today. Uh, yeah, yesterday, and I was uh, I was with him on the phone. And he was like, shit, I had a date with a, with a girl and she didn't come. I was you? You're the pretty guy? Pretty handsome guy? You, you had a date and she missed it? Okay, you know what? We're gonna have a beer together in London tomorrow. And that's tomorrow, it's today. He came, he did it in a train. He did 13 hours of train. I couldn't disappoint him. Okay, I'm
1: going to take control of this unruly athletic piece.
3: That's <laughs> <Yes, laughs> what you're here
0: for, Fred. Yes, what, what you're here for.
1: I- just realised how long we've been talking for we're going to have to split this into two episodes okay so if you're listening this is to the first instalment we hope you've enjoyed it check back for the next instalment which is coming very soon we'll just have to back it in half I just think there's
0: so much to talk about we still we haven't done it all as well there's some other stuff we want to chat about so so let's say in the meantime we want you to all tweet us in all of your favourite things. So read out the different things you've been talking about. You've been talking about favourite performances, favourite... Um, anthems, kits. Anthems, kits. Events, um, tweets. Yeah, all of that stuff. So your fa- your best and your worst. And especially, not just like, you know, I love Carl Lewis. Give us particular moments. Yeah. You know, give us something <laughs> about something in particular, why you love that person or that, and we'll sort of be reading them out next Because I we'll all remember them as well, yeah, and exactly. we'll join in. And also, the the obscure, the better. You know? <laughs> no, I do not want to hear, I loved. Um, you saying setting a world record that millions of people around the world love that. Mm. We want to know your specific your specific one, one something specific to you. You know,
1: but like, can we keep it to national level or above? Like, if your friend Katie won the egg and spoon race in Year Five, like that's great, but it's not going to make it on the. <laughs> and
0: we're not going to find it on YouTube. Are we? No. So like, <laughs>
1: you can send us footage and, and there's particularly good parent commentary and it's still it's not still... getting
0: on the pod oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yes you know how to get in touch with so we say it every week but just in case you have been hit by a javelin like Justin Gatlin in, <laughs> in that parallel universe and you've forgotten I am at Claire underscore G Thomas and the boys are at back B
0: thank you very much we'll be here next week with extended chat and some other stuff